The Zone Coverage Podcast Network. This podcast is presented in front of a live Astadio audience. Hey, hey, it's Midwest Swing, part of the Zone Coverage Podcast Network. You can find Midwest Swing on Twitter at Midwest Swing Pod and Zone Coverage at Zone Coverage MN. I'm your host, Brandon Warren. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Warren. And in studio today, a first-timer when it comes to White Claw, Justin, at I am Justin Bailey on Twitter. And across the table from me is Tom Schreier at tschreier3 on Twitter. He is the co-founder of Zone Coverage and... We're about to crack some red dogs here. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not oh, yeah. thrilled with this. I, first of all, I just want to. Uh, this is Twitter's reaction to uh, the red dog tweet that uh, Mr. Bailey sent out. First of all, premium beer from Plank Road Brewery. Have you? <laughs> it is not premium beer, so it's already lying to me. Also, where is Pr- Plank Road Brewery? Probably right by Ho Chunk Casino. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure Plank Road Brewery is just like a like a facade. It's in um, Milwaukee. It yeah, says. it's part of like the Miller brand. Yeah, um, but I'm pretty sure Plank Road is just a like a holding company. Yeah, because this definitely looks like an abandoned building on the. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. so beyond the dog for consumer questions, call one eight hundred four two three four six eight seven. Should <laughs> is should it I is this asking, okay to should, drink? Should I be calling them before we crack these? No, you're gonna be you're gonna be I, fine. I'm gonna try crack this as close as I can to the microphone to make it. I, I love you can crack it while you're cracking it. Nick Hallett, host of Mid or not Midwest Swing, but uh, the soccer show. Yeah, if he's a host of Midwest Swing, I haven't seen him. <laughs> Minnesota soccer show with uh, David Naylor, which we're gonna record later tonight. He said you couldn't pay me to drink those. He wants to make Bombay Sapphire the official. Uh, drink the official beverage of the Minnesota side. Yeah, that's podcast. a little high maintenance. It is, although both of them drinking Bombay yeah. would, would be that? pretty would be fun. fun. What is that? It's it's it tastes gin. like a pine tree, basically. Yeah, it's gin. It's good gin. gin. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll liquefy I li- a pine tree. I like I like how you're knocking Bombay sapphire, <laughs> but I'm literally right now cracking <laughs> something called. I'm red gonna dog. crack this white claw. Let's see. What um, this is all about. I'm two sips deep on red dog, and I don't hate it. Michael Michael Benson says, I didn't even know this stuff was still being produced. By the way, I know someone else who drinks Red Dog. I forgot about this. In between the episodes, I did some some asking her questions. Uh, that guy is missing teeth. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's pretty on brand. So I'm not uh, I'm not sure that this stuff is great for you. Uh, Jeff Disher, is that? Yeah, the, he works at Target Field. He um, he said sounds about right and winked at us. So I'm going to I'm going to take my first sip here. So I. This is one of the beers that I remember seeing boxes of <laughs> when I was a kid. And then oh. pig, Pig's Eye oh. was another one. Oh. Okay. I, I don't know if that still no. exists. But. This uh, old name for St. Paul. But um, yeah, this tastes like it came from a dog. Um, <laughs> don't know what color dog, but it, it doesn't taste. It tastes like maybe like Keystone Ice. Yeah, so here's what my pitch has always been for Red Dog. To, is, to me, it tastes like Miller Lite that uh, got left in yeah. an aluminum can overnight. Yeah, it's not great, but the price range, particularly in Wisconsin, like I said, if you buy this in Wisconsin, you can get 30 cans for like ten eighty nine, like a less than $11. Yeah, but healthcare up, costs a yeah, lot. Yeah, up here, it was like 16 something. Now um, we're 16. So when you look at the price range of $11 for 30 beers, um, it's like the Bush Light, the Keystones, like but, the but you can get Milwaukee's ti- best. You can get hammered three times for yeah, yeah, $11. Yeah. yeah, so what you do is you start the night with something nice, whatever mm-hmm. you're, maybe some Surly, maybe whatever, high, high-end high beer. Or whatever if you're you, in Wisconsin, like Line Miller Kugels, Light. Miller Light. Yeah, Line yeah, yeah. Kugels is great. I'm teasing. So, yeah. Miller Light is actually <laughs> good. By the way, Miller Light, the best of the three. Coors Light, oh, Miller yeah. Light, yeah. No. 100%. No, Coors, Coors Light's the best It's one. literally okay. not even a competition. Coors Light is the best one. It's, Coors Light just doesn't absurd. have a taste. It's fine, but it just, it literally like It has like a taste. Water. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Miller Light is by far the best. But I'm, so you I'm start the night with Line and Kugels, whatever. Yep. You have three or four of those. Then you just finish the night with Red Dog because you barely taste it at the end of the night. Then you're just going for quantity not quality uh, yeah this is this white claw by the way is not bad yeah no i mean that those things it's, taste good the problem is they taste i love by the way i justin bailey has a hell yeah red dog cracked <laughs> as though like actually the worst fisting. thing you could do is crack it because the only thing that can happen between now and when you finish the red claw is you spill it all over the equipment that oh, we're fine. no not red claw this is he's not mixing this. sorry <laughs> You're this not. Is, well, I am not an amateur here. It will be mixed in your beer. stomach. That's it's going to be fine. It's uh, 
shot and then the chaser, basically. Yeah, basically. But which is and which. I, if you've seen my tweets, I have not eaten anything today. So I yeah. just had a bag of chips. So I, Yikes. Mm. Just yikes. Yeah, I mean, I think I might never eat again after this. I think it's, like I said, just, yeah, it, a, I expect it bad. It's, it won't be a problem if you don't have teeth then. Yeah, true. I, I'm dead serious. That guy was missing teeth, uh, still is missing teeth. Yeah, but. Red Dog's fine. It's not great. It's not bad. I would say it's it's, fine. it's worse than Keystone and Ooh. Bush. Ooh. I actually think Bush is all right. That's a what hot about, take. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's rough, but. Out of context. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. way, Keystone. Keystone is advertising now on billboards throughout Minnesota. Yeah, I've seen one. Everybody went back to college today. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I've seen two in Coon Rapids, which is amazing. Um, mm. But I've seen mm. them like along the freeway. The, yeah. Previously, I'd only seen one in Joplin, Missouri, which I kind of expected that in Joplin, Missouri. But that's where we got our dog. After their in Joplin after their tornado yeah doesn't that city get leveled by a tornado like every five years yeah I was like uh, I was in high school like a freshman or a sophomore they had a tornado come through and just like leveled an people yeah people died yeah you're rough. right you're uh, right so yeah. they had all these animals what that a, were out and about so we went and got one what a weird start to the podcast for someone who's like you know Brandon yeah. just wrote this thing on <laughs> Eddie Rosario yeah, I yeah. just did Martin Perez and and uh, and, and Someone, someone listening to this is like, okay, these guys are drinking Red Dog and talking about death. Like, yikes. But here we are. Comes Midwest Wing. <laughs> Especially when you so have Red Dog. All right. So, Bailey, did you have plantain chips? No, I think those are size. Those are size. Oh, There's a lot of people here right now. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's a full, is Kevin here? Uh, the dog, no. Yeah, no, okay. Kevin the dog is not here. Kevin, Kevin is size dog for people who don't yeah, know. Yeah, Kevin Costner. Joke. Yeah, Kevin Costner. So. Anyway, before we get to the actual reason that you're listening to today's show, which is not about Red Dog or White Claw, uh, thank you so much for your reviews on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Move us up the charts. Give us legitimacy. Try to get us some sponsors, that kind of fun stuff. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, Google Play, Spotify, wherever they have a spot for you to give a review. It, it really reflects well on us. And if you don't like the show, please reach out. You know, Let us know what we can do differently because you have a lot of Twins podcasts to choose from. We want to be the one that you like the most, or at least be one that you keep in your rotation. So again, five stars if you love the show. If you don't, hit us on the D, uh, slide into those DMs, hit us on Twitter, and let us know what we can do better, because obviously we need your support to keep the show going, and so that we can afford White Claws and Red Dog. Now, Tom, you actually, you actually did have a nice uh, segue <laughs> into... Twins talk. Wow. Okay. You did. I, I'm I'm giving you props. Credit where due. Oh, this stuff is not settling well. <laughs> <laughs> neither, Go on. neither is my column that says the Twins should trade Eddie Rosario this offseason. Now, I guess I shouldn't say it's saying the Twins should. It's the, the, it's the case. You're making it The headline argument. is the case for trading Eddie Rosario this winter. And... Which podcast listeners, if you listened to the last one, have heard? No, it was, of it was like two or three ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think but it was when listeners of the show would be familiar. It might have been. Bef it was actually before you left. Okay. To go to which, by the way, I will be in Chicago covering the the three games. Yeah, what time do you there. fly out tomorrow? I fly at like ten. Er, no, eleven thirty, ten thirty. You I better figure know. that out. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hop on a plane at some point and go to Chicago. But that's why we're recording on a Monday evening. Yep. Instead of a Tuesday afternoon, which is good. I think that. Obviously, an off day gives us time to reflect on the weekend that was. The Twins clearly turned it around against Detroit, beat Matt Boyd, couldn't beat Drew Verhagen, but then beat... <laughs> yeah. Uh, who did they beat on Saturday? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Was that... Did you cover that or did I... I covered that game. Yeah, you did. And it was Edwin Jackson. That's why we oh, don't remember. Oh, that's right. I was there as a fan. That's why I don't remember. Yeah. We took my daughter and we sat in the Legends Club. She was not... Justin Bailey... Harper was not afraid of me, and I was happy. She gave me a high five. Every time we walked back, she was looking for Mr. Tom. And she, then she's like, she's so, like, I don't know about that one. She's just craning her head, looking in the press box. Yeah, and you, she was you wonderful. Got and so we walked across the front, and she met Stu, which. Yikes. Yeah, Stu, yeah. by the way, have we talked about Stu on this show? We really? got to get him on the show sometime. We do. So Stu Thornley. The has, official score at. Target Field. He is part of a story from the 60s or seven, maybe the 70s. I think it's like 77 yeah. or 75. Yeah, because it was uh, Rod Carew. Um, he climbed the foul pole at the old Met Stadium and got stuck up there. 
which is what would happen if you uh, climbed up. I don't it. know if I'd call stuck. I uh, think he chose to stay up there. Well, he did, but I don't think he had a plan to get down. He was he was a little ham dogged. Maybe had do you some, think? Do you think red dog? I think it was. Uh, I bet it was red dog. Honestly, it was a lot better of a plan than the people that were rappelling down from U.S. Bank. Yeah, I remember that. So you can give Stu that, but he, so we have usually have dinner with him, right? I have dinner with him before every game mm-hmm. in the, and he. He is a like thirteen year old child, and I tell Stu this all the time. This would not be the first time he hears. He's it. like a savant too. Like, no, he knows a ton Stu, about baseball. What, what happened Great in the nineteen seventy nine All Star game? He'd be like, "Oh, Willie Stargell hit three home runs, and the NL beat the AL seven to three. But like, he'll, he just knows that off the top of his head. He'll, he'll be like, "Yeah, I need to go get my chew." And I'm like, "Stu, why don't you just bring it in with you?" And he goes, "Oh, I can't be dipping at ten in the morning." I'm like, "Well, okay, eleven thirty though is fine." Yeah, like. <laughs> Just, just strange cat. Um, uh, he's he's great. A really really fun person. Uh, you're right. He, the little Roycey esque in terms of his memory of mm-hmm. baseball and, and recollection of all this stuff. So that foul pole got cut in half and used at Red Haddock's Field in Bloomington. Did not know that. That's and cool. he recently went back and tried to climb it again. And granted, oh, he cannot do that. I'm the sure. years have not been kind to Stu from the waist down. Yeah, and I'll let you interpret that however you want. <laughs> but ba- he, Bailey prefers not to. I don't think he's even listening. Probably he's for the best. But he, off of anyway, he, he Do tried. you finish the White Claw already? No. Okay. He's for, Those are not for dog. chugging. I, I, I don't think you can no, you chug I like yet. how he's mixing, though. We do have Red Claw. Sorry. He's double-fisted. Yours it. have not been good to Stu Thornley. I concur. From the waist down, anyway. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's, he's got bad hips, and he's always kind of moving real slow. So he didn't get above, I, I think, maybe one rung or two rungs. But, yeah. hey. He's a wonderful, wonderful baseball. So why man, did you but, start talking about him? Uh, yeah, what what was I talking about? With Stu Thornley. I don't. I honestly don't. The Red because, Dogs. Oh, because my head. because Harper met him. Oh yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's like introducing your, you know, wonderful daughter to like a crazy thirteen year old kid. You know, it's like we, we don't need it. Do you should have seen when she met Doe because Doe sits like three <laughs> steps down. Doe, who looks th- thirteen. I mean, yeah. speaking of thirteen, yeah, she just stared right through him like. He's being so nice and waving at her and yeah. just stares right through him. And then I, Betsy, like five seats down, she's being all nice too, and Harper's just staring right through her. I don't know if she was I wouldn't I wouldn't trust either of them. I don't know if she was hungry or shell shocked. I mean, she really was the crowds made her kind of uneasy. Yeah. Because it was a sellout. There was thirty six, thirty eight thousand there, like standing room, everything. Well, this was the Mauer Baba Hood right. night. Yeah. So I yeah, I think with Doe, Doe's a funny dude. He uh Stanford graduate, like literally has like an engineering degree or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh crushed when Andrew Luck announced his oh, yeah. surprise. That retirement. happened during the game. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm I lucky. thought it was a joke. I was like, why am I getting a push notification from like a fake account? And sure enough, it was real. Well, and I'm I'm walking back to the car and people are like, I think a reef had a tweet. You know how Twitter shows you tweets out of order and it's really dumb? It was yep. from like three hours before and a reef said <laughs> Tom is like, yeah, I'm done. With we're going to put you in the concussion protocol after drinking this. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. But Arif said the number of times I checked to make sure that wasn't a parody account. What he was talking about was the Adam Schefter tweet that sent this whole spiral into like the er, sp- spiraling out of control because luck was on the sidelines for a preseason game. I believe. Oh, he's got to be pissed that like everyone, someone found out. leaked it. Yeah, yeah. And so to me, this is actually a pertinent discussion for us because I once this year knew a player was coming up and I yeah. didn't report it because I knew he didn't know yet. Yeah. And there are some things that I think people should find out organically. And I didn't want to break it on Twitter and then have him find out because I, I don't know if the organization hadn't contacted me yet or he hadn't heard yeah. from the manager. And I'm not going to say his name here because yeah. it's just not important. But at the same time, Schefter, someone leaked it. I think, I think the bad guy here is, is the leak. And no, I mean, no Schefter, it, this is of nas- you know national interest. He is a public figure. But somebody else would have broken it. And, and so whoever leaked it is the bad guy. I understand Luck not wanting that to happen, but the truth got into the wrong person's hands, and then they gave it to Schefter, which is crappy. And some of these things like call-ups options, and it's happening more and more. I mean, Lewis Thorpe was a little caught off guard when he, he was optioned yesterday. Was that right? Yep. Um, after- and, and, oh, and then uh, – Ryan Harper was sent out too. Yeah, and Ryan Harper had been with the team all year long. It's first year in the majors, thirty years old. Sounds like uh, Brandy Dobnak is or Dobnak is on his way up too. And they're doing what we wanted, like the Terry Ryan twins to do, which is on the back end of the bullpen, just keep a fresh arm available. Back front, however, you, I mean, 
basically your seventh or eighth guy. Right. And and those are the guys who are pitching in, in blowouts, mm-hmm. guys who need major league experience because you are trying to develop pitchers but while winning. But then you're not having Taylor Rogers throw the ninth inning of a 7-4. Or back-to-back so after seven, four, six seven, outs. Three, you know? it, it's so obvious that Taylor Rogers is just not as good no matter what the pitch count is mm-hmm. after six outs I, you know he's gonna they're gonna do it because he's he's been lights out but he's a different pitcher so yes by the way i think thorpe has been pretty good the the first run was bad that he gave up the second one was like a nubber that that, squeezed li- that literally was off like it was almost like he took a, p- a pool cue and yeah and poked it down it, yeah. the right field line like i don't even think you could do that again if you tried i think thorpe's been good stashek's shown so it's funny stashek only got one offer Dobnek came from in college. That's how he ended up at yeah, St. Yeah. John's. Um, Dobnek was in the USBL and played, you know, Division Two in the middle of nowhere. These are guys who have really taken advantage of kind of a revamp farm system. Well, the and nice thing is they're not the Colabellos and the who else did the Twins sign out Andy Ball? Yeah, I mean Theobar. 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 Yeah, insane. they're they're not being relied on like Colabello, like you're starting DH. Whereas yeah. these guys are. They're they're allowed to take on whatever role is available. Rather, you know, they're not. It's when you're a good team, you can't be giving playing time to guys who are not established. They have to kind of earn it. Whereas, you know, Thielbar was the lefty in the bullpen and and, and was lights out for a age. while. I mean, sure, I, I like the method. They they're trying to get him playing time for Thorpe when Grado comes up. Some of these guys maybe eventual starters. You're just I want to see more of Sean Poppin, honestly. Yeah, which is funny. 19th rounder out of he was out of Harvard, I think, mm-hmm. and he's looked good out because in Boston he kind of saved the bull or against Boston he saved the bullpen, <laughs> and then this was going back a ways. But the Miami game was the only bad one. But he literally faced their one through four, who are actually all right. I mean, I, it's less excusable because it's the Marlins, mm-hmm. but I think it was Brian Anderson, right? It was the guy who took him deep. He's having a nice year. Yeah, so I mean, he's a good player. Um, outside of that, he's been an innings eater, and I think. They got to figure it out. I know they got Hildenberg coming back. I know, um, you know, Craterall. I know there, there's people are wondering about Duran and some of these guys, but you don't need your high end guys to be kind of these middle relievers, right? The, right. Whoever's going right. to become the next kind of Tyler Duffy esque player could be a 19th rounder out of Harvard well, or look where whatever. Taylor Rogers started from. He was, he could only get lefties out and now he's getting everybody out. Yeah. So, I mean, it literally took probably three years in the big leagues and Ryan Presley, too. I mean, he was yeah. the Rule 5 guy who didn't strike anybody out, and he got sent out the second year, sent out the third year, maybe even sent out the fourth year. Stuff got better when he got and Tommy John, right? Didn't he throw harder or something? I'm not sure, but I know that yeah. he had a oh, he had a lat. That was it. He had a bad lat, yeah. and that cost him a bunch of time. But, well, now he's out for like six weeks. But sometimes you have to remember that development for these players is not super, like, linear. Yeah, we've, we've said that a ton. I... Like I said, the focus for me right now is who of these guys would you trust in a higher lever situation? And, and you're not really looking for well, hopefully you don't have to. eighth or ninth. Right. It's more a guy goes, you know, kind of that Harper role that he had before. Mm-hmm. Guy goes out in the fit, five and dive, right? And let's say even in a, against a good team. Then you need it, five outs from one guy, three outs from another, yeah, two from one. And can, can those guys reliably come in, punch out the guys they need to, and and, and move and on? Harper right? did that for three months I, we should explain the methodology there the the thought process is that he throws so differently than the starters because he it's all kind of curveballs right yeah, or I, mean, all, I mean his curveballs is his best pitch by far yeah or it's all off speed i mean like if, he doesn't if throw you hard. make him throw a fastball it's 91 i don't know yeah. what kind of movement it has and but it's, it's 91 92 he's gonna get hit semi-hard and so yeah. i don't think that it's it's a good thing for him to have to work from behind and counts right. granted he can throw the curveball probably in any count but he definitely doesn't want to get into a spot where he's 2030 and has to come with a 91 mile an hour yeah. fastball. Yeah. However, he it's not a Trevor May situation where he has stuff and it's just how he sequences it mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. It's more he will look different than all the starters. And, and Rocco has explicitly said this. He's looking for players, you know, he's talking relievers that give you a different look from the last guy. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really smart strategy. And I just, Taylor Rogers was not drafted very high you know or you you know so you can get guys like that and or you can get a converted starter like trevor may so that may be you know we talked about press down the line or maybe a late stage gibson i don't know you know what i mean like as he gets into his 30s or something like that assuming he's re-signed um whatever it is these guys kind of come out of nowhere no one knew who Randy Dobnak was at the beginning of the year well and a lot a lot of times they, they want that long guy to give you a different look from the starter too because 
lineups now are so much based on handedness and and matchups. The that, Twins is totally based on that. Yeah, 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 like Mitch Garver leading off, whereas he would probably bat like fifth or sixth against a righty. And so you bring in a righty to try to, you know, not mop up necessarily, but if you're down 5-0 after two innings against the Twins and you bring someone in, you want to keep it close to your offense. It's time to get back. So you bring in a guy who's a completely different version of what you had starting. If you had a soft-tossing lefty, maybe you're – Maybe your long guy's like Anthony Swarzak, and he he's a righty, throws a little harder, and he's got different stuff. Mm-hmm. It can help keep guys off balance for three, four innings until your offense can catch up. And and I'll be curious how September goes because this is the last time, right? They're going to expand the rosters. Yeah, it's twenty six next year, up to twenty eight, I think. Yeah, and um, and part of that's just because if you're, I think if you're a big league club, you have an advantage in September because you can, you're less worried about service time. I get. Service time is controversial, but I'm, that's how I'm baseball not sure is how right they're going to stop teams from cycling guys because here's the deal: like the 10 day limit, I don't think exists. It, once it goes the, away once the the, the minor league season. Why is they over. could send Thorpe down, pretty much. Where did they send him to? I don't even know. Triple uh, A, I think. I suppose maybe it'll affect them, but it well because they still play for I think 15 more days or something. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I'm not sure. Totally, Disregard but, that sentence. Well, but, and I don't think they're going to make I think they're having a tough year, so they're not going to make the yeah. I'd have to go and look because I don't look at their record all that often. But yeah, they play, I think they play 144 in the minors. Yeah, they're usually done by like the 8th or the ninth, unless they play in the playoffs. Yeah. So the point is you're going to see rosters expand. Yeah. And while in the future you may see people cycle through, which the Twins should do if they're if they're able to uh, in the future. But for right now, you're going to see all these harms come up. And I think you may potentially see openers. I don't, you know, Rocco hasn't committed to that. You're going to see kind of a wide array of pitchers that have made cameos throughout the year. And mm-hmm. I think it's time for some of these guys, you're talking about the pop and stop Knicks, um, you know, whoever, who may not get second or third chances like a Romero may because his stuff is mm-hmm. phenomenal and because and he's had major league success already. You're going to see them come up and, kind of either earn jobs or, or fall out of the twins plants, I think pretty quickly here. So I want to ask you, how has Trevor May and you are taking another pull. You said you were, you were, do I need to take that? away? This is the problem is it's sitting there and it, I don't enjoy it anymore as time goes on, but it's, it's there cold and, and it's I'm cold. having it. Yeah. How is Trevor May's like how you view him in the hierarchy right. of the bullpen? How has that changed in the last, let's say two weeks or three weeks? I think, because he's really I have yeah. to go back and look at the numbers, but it feels to me like he's pitched very, very well. Yeah. I think I don't know where I'd stand on making like a setup guy or a or the closer, but that doesn't that shouldn't matter because you have Rogers and because they traded for Dyson Romo. Yep. Dyson's been as advertised since injury. His ERA is always gonna look pretty rough, but I think you just he's a guy that can get you outs in big games. I I'm pretty confident in that. Mm-hmm. And while Romero will implode occasionally, he, Romero more, or Romo? Sorry, Romo. Yeah. <laughs> Red dog is getting to my brain. Um, <laughs> Eric Eric Foster, who's returned. I'm sorry, this is Tom gets distracted the episode. Eric Foster, who's returned from the high seas, who was detained in Canada. And that's not wearing, a joke. Is that my vest? Because that's he's wearing that's a white vest. He looks like a stormtrooper. <laughs> And, he uh, looks like the twins this last weekend. Yes, he looks like a, yeah the players players week or whatever. What would your nickname be if you had if you had to put one on the back of that? Stormy. Stormy. Yikes. Um, I put a hoy on there. <laughs> or a hoy matey. Um, yeah, no one. This is breaking my train. Romo, Romo, I think. Um, Yikes. Uh, has been reliable enough. I, there will be times like we saw, you know, with Milwaukee, but even then he was kind of the victim of an error and, you know, a mm-hmm. ball finding his way out of the infield. So I'd put those two guys above May. I think May is the best starter out – or sorry, best reliever after those guys. Yeah, I don't – I mean, how close is Tyler Duffy then? Because Duffy's been – Duffy's been good. Unbelievable. Maybe they're on on the same plane. I still think May I mean, is It's not like stuff. you necessarily – have to choose no also also here's the thing it's important that duffy's good because may is better on on more rest i mean this is anyone this is rogers too when may had six games off and i think rocco was wise and how he kind of managed him during this rough spell Mm -hmm. he threw 99 almost 100 miles per hour right i i think when he when 
everything kind of plays off that fastball. And I think, you know, Duffy's just a different pitcher. He's figured that deception out as you, as you wrote, people can go look up on the site, the, the tunneling theory where fastball looks like his off speed stuff or whatever, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of, um, he's a different kind of pitcher. I I've been impressed by Duffy, to be honest. I, I didn't know if he'd really be in the twins plans after a couple of years pitching for them. Yeah. I mean, honest. talking to him and seeing him before this season, it was very realistic to wonder if he would pitch very much at all in the big leagues and, He's not only pitched, but pitched well. So let's go over the 40-man roster quick and just some of the guys that are down in the minors think about if they're going to make September call-ups. So the first guy is a guy we don't know much about, Marcos Diplon. He is <laughs> at Pensacola. He's got a 4.00 ERA, basically four earned runs in nine innings, eight hits, nine strikeouts, four walks, but he has hit two guys and thrown a wild pitch. So the former Milwaukee Brewers farmhand. Peek are over you it. a big fan? Yeah, right? I'm sure he's he's a big fan. Uh, I he, was not listening. Yeah, he's he's well, kind of got say, a, say this guy's name again. Marcos Diplan. Diplan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all right. Yeah, he throws nice. gas. Does not have any idea where it's going. Is in Pensacola. <laughs> Lots of uh, four walks, two wild or one mile pitch, and two batters hit by pitch. I just, I, I don't think he's gonna. Be yeah, this up. is not scientific, but in reading the minor league reports, his name rarely comes up. So it could be good and bad, but, but, tends but not, not only to that, but I think lights out. It's possible he gets taken off the forty if they have to add guys because they're at thirty nine right. right now. The next one, Randy Dobnak, as far as we know, is going to be up and meeting the Twins in Chicago on Tuesday, just like you are. Yeah. So we don't have to really go over him. Stephen Gonzalez was. It's, at- it's worth stating he came from this weird United Shore League. He looks like a normal major league pitcher. I mean, I think he's. You stung- think so? No, well, it, his, I think the rec specs are kind of crazy. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He he does have. Does he still have the goatee? Or, not the goatee, but the, the handlebars. Chew, yeah. I, think um, so. I meant more. His stuff looks like. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he doesn't. He, he has like major a, league stuff. He doesn't look like a guy who pitched in the in Utica, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. number sixty eight too. So that's that's a thing. Stephen Gonsalves was activated from the injured list today and sent to Pensacola. I suspect that's just a temporary measure to get him back up to speed. You see him in the bullpen? I don't know. I think so. Or maybe, to give him a lefty? Maybe, yeah. Well, you get a lefty, and then maybe you can progressively lengthen him out, and then he can give you a start or two after they clinch the division, assuming they do. Yeah. Fingers crossed, obviously, for their case, or their sake, rather. By the way, Chris but, from Cleveland texted me after that Royals game. He's like, we're done. <laughs> like, like, I was in like the Twins he, clubhouse. Like he and broke I, up with you, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm um, no he, uh, um, yeah, he was, he was like, we're, he's like, the, they're not winning the division. Was that after they found out Ramirez had a broken wrist? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So we're, we both agree that Gonsalves will probably be up. Trevor Hildenberger. Is he throwing harder? There was this kind of road to 95. We don't yeah. know. I mean, I, mean, I don't think yeah. there's any way. He was in the GCL. That's where yeah. he made his rehab. Yeah. Hildenberger, I think, will be back. For sure. He's looked significantly better. Also, he could be in that mix with May and Duffy pretty quickly because if you look at his April numbers, he was lights out, and then May, everything kind of fell apart on him. I don't know if that flexor mass was bothering him when he was with the Twins at all, but that's a, kind of their ace in the hole right now. I I have belief in Hildenberg given his track record. I think it was a lot of injury-related yep. stuff. Zach Littell, almost a slam dunk. He shouldn't be in the minors anyway. G- great example of a converted starter. Yep. Sean Poppin, I think, is a slam dunk. Yep. Fernando Romero, I think, is a slam dunk. I want to believe it. I I don't understand what's going on with him. He, You know, like... Rocco said it was his release point, and it might be. He seems like a guy that just assumes if you throw it really hard, guys can't hit it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure people are sitting down with him being like, you got to know where you're throwing it. But, but after his first six MLB starts, he had like a two ERA or something. So, I mean, yeah. I, I'd be willing to give this guy a chance. For sure. Maybe low leverage to start. But uh, Devin Smeltzer, obviously, I think a slam dunk. Cody yeah. Stashak is up with the team right now, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he's, he got- he's looked fine. Yeah. And then. Yeah, Thorpe and Stewart. I don't see why both of them wouldn't be up. No, for sure. Stewart's a weird one where you'd think he'd he'd be knocking on the door for a rotation spot given where he was drafted. And I think it, I don't think they're I, married to him though. No, I don't think so either. Especially because I don't think he converts to a great reliever. I think it's hard to say. It, that's a guy. When I wrote about Martin Perez and how even though he's literally a league average pitcher, why they should go they should go after other teams kind of failed prospects or guys who aren't panning out who who might need to change the scenery. I talked about Jake Arrieta, the whole, mm-hmm. um, you know, Cleveland rotation was guys they traded for. Um, and then Aaron Sanchez was a guy you're really high on who looks like he could pan out for the Astros. Mm-hmm. I think Cole Stewart, unfortunately, is someone else's kind of 
project. I could be wrong, but I think someone else will trade for him. Probably not much and see, could we figure him out? Because there are aspects of his pitching that are great. He just is not the ex quarterback who's thrown 97 or whatever kind of people expected. Fair or unfair. Mm -hmm. Williams Estadio probably won't join the team right away when he's activated, which I believe will be pretty soon. He's been in Pensacola for a few days now, but I think it's a pretty much a slam dunk that he'll be up. Then you have, here's one that I don't think will be up. Nick Gordon. No, and and hasn't played since August second when he got hit by a pitch on the knee. Yeah, they could put him on. They could call him up and put him on the sixty day IL to make room for someone else, because you know obviously Scope will come off the forty at the end of the year. Yeah. CJ Crone could if they decide not to bring him back. Do you, what? What is your gut right now on CJ Crone? They'll bring him back. Is my gut, but because of his defense at first, I just think that it's going to be a fairly low cost. Yeah, he you know, is. T- he's when he's healthy, off. he hits I, the ball hard. And we may find out he's playing through an injury or something. I think but he is. I think the wrist is still bothering. Yeah, him. and I think he just wants to play through it. But I, he looked like a great pickup. It is concerning that the Angels in Tampa had given up on him. But yeah, and then Lamont Wade, who I think once he gets healthy, will be up. Probably I, have, probably won't get much playing time. He and Jake Cave will probably be both up. That's what I wrote with my Jake Cave, and I wrote my Jake Cave story before he really kind of started to take off, but. He's a very different player than Jake Cave, but I felt like he was going to overtake that kind of fourth outfielder role with Jake Cave hitting like 121 or whatever. Right, yeah, called up. and now he's got like an 8 Nick Gordon, by the way, I think doesn't come up too because Arise, Marwin, the extent scope is taking, which, by the way, our boy Bailey, probably loving this scope stuff as just an absolute scope hater because scope is not. Here's not a question. Yulise uh, Chassin, any interest? No. No? Um, I saw that the Brewers released him. Is yeah. What is the history of teams releasing their opening day starter during the season? That this has got to be a short list. Limited. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. Vance Worley didn't make it out of the season that he opened. No. Sorry, opening day against Verlander in 2013. How crazy! Vance Worley was the other piece with Trevor May. Yeah. For I would have guessed that like Vance Worley would would have been better than Trevor May. I guess May was younger, but. It was just weird. Like Vance Worley was supposed to be kind of a quote unquote proven starter, right? Back end guy that Terry Ryan liked, though. I mean, yeah. No um, swinging strikes. He just didn't project very well. Yeah. I, I don't know. I shouldn't say outlast because May is the younger player, but I thought he was going to be kind of the impact the bigger guy. factor. Yeah. Um, my point is with the rise and, and Marwin, I don't know what Nick Gordon would do. Right. It might be I, just I, to get him, get his feet wet, but no, I agree. He's a weird pro. He was so highly regarded, and especially given dad and brother had. Play major his brothers mm-hmm. in the majors. Mm-hmm. He no, the occupies guy, a weird space. He may be tra- part of a trade, I but I don't assume. know what they'll get. The thing is, he was drafted, I think, before Alex Jackson, who the Mariners, I think, moved off catcher, but they traded him to the Braves. I think he's been better of late. But those are kind of the two guys I think in the mix right there. And a friend of mine who's a Mariners fan was saying, you know, you guys are going to regret not taking Alex Jackson. And honestly, I think both teams would do it over differently because I think. Benintendi went after that, if, if I'm thinking of the right draft. No, Benintendi was after Cole Stewart. Oh, which or Tyler J. After Tyler J. Yeah, that's, that's right. it. That's right. But anyway, anyway, you could probably look through picks, you know, 10 picks after Nick Gordon and find so someone This you is a had. weird draft. Brady Aiken? No, thanks. Tyler Kolick? That was, Ooh, that's a really bad one. Yeah, that was Miami. Carlos Rodon? Yeah, Rodon. Rodon, he's, sorry. He's uh, down with Tommy John surgery right now. Okay. He, but he's been good. When he's healthy, he's just never been healthy. Schwarber. He's been okay. Nick Gordon, Alex Jackson. Here's the bummer. Aaron Noah. Yeah. Kyle Freeland, who's actually pretty good. Uh, he's getting killed this year. Yeah, but I mean, he had a... Well, it's Colorado, also, too. Yeah, which is weird. He's from there. Um, uh, Jeff Hoffman. He's also getting crushed. Michael Conforto. Those were the top... Conforto. Yeah. He's a good player. But but really, if you look down, you know, there, there's a weird draft. Matt Very Chapman, weird. you have to go to 25 to find the next player yeah, who's you been Yeah, All-Star. you weren't taking that guy, so... Yep. So we talk about outfielders. We talk about Rosario and my theory of trading him. I don't want to give away too much of the article because people should read it. But basic premise, the Twins are going to be out three starters as things look right now, barring extension talks progressing with Gibson, Odorizzi, Pineda. They're going to have to get creative. I don't expect them to sign three free agent starters, but I also don't expect them to hand out rotation spots to Bruce Dark Gratterall, Jordan Balazovich and Fernando Romero, Steven Gonsalves, whoever. Right. There's a happy medium of the two, 
But if you come off a 90, let's say 96 win team, 10 more wins than I projected, by the way, because I went back and looked and I had 86 for this year's team. If you win 96 games, you're not going to want to hand two rotation spots to guys who have maybe a combined 40 big league innings. Yeah. Because maybe Gratterall gets 15 innings this month and maybe Romero gets 15 and, or maybe, maybe Romero gets none, but he's pitching the big leagues a fair amount already. But you're not going to come out of spring training like that. You want it to be where you have a chance to have those guys get knocked off. Or, you know, maybe you sign a one-year deal with uh, a Tanner Rourke or, you know, just a— By the way, in this, Ryan O'Rourke is in the minor league system. Yeah, oh, yeah we didn't he even He could be him. a dark horse. Sorry, because Tanner Rourke or Rourke. But, yeah, um, well, I wonder if he wouldn't get the 60-man or the 60-day IL spot for Gordon. I, oh, I, I, mean, I think that's a cool pickup. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. He's, he's awesome. Oh, if they have to add Alcala and Gratterall, yeah. then they have to find another spot. O'Rourke is in that mix. By the way, Pensacola has started tagging me in every tweet about Johan Duran, so I feel attacked. I, I like him. I mean, he throws hard. He is just finding success in double A right now, right? Yeah, but they're, yeah, just rubbing, they're just rubbing in the fact that I mistakenly reported that he was headed to Rochester, so... I feel attacked. They're but, fun. I but like anyway, it. yeah. Now, Lewis Thorpe is another name to talk about. There's just a lot of, like, if you go Gratterall, Romero, Balazovich, Thorpe, Duran, and Alcala, in five years, you might have a, a rotation worth of guys there, or maybe none of them are there and a couple are in the bullpen. The The best laid plans kind of go to waste when you start thinking that far into the future. Yep. But how, how many of those rotation spots are you comfortable giving to those guys? Is it more than one? Because no, no, no. I, it is. And bottom line, I think you want to make, you, you had even written this with Kirloff, who I think is going to be pretty good. I think signing a guy or having someone for him to displace is much smarter than saying, doing the Aaron Hicks method of it's yours. Go ahead. I, you, I, you shouldn't let Aaron Hicks dis like dis. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You shouldn't let him discourage you from the fact that Alex Kirloff might be just a more polished prospect. Because no, he's, no, 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 he's to- probably the most pure hitting prospect since the Twins had Joe Maurer. Totally, and this is why Rosario, you know, would be expendable. But I, I agree. I'm a big believer in Kirilov. My point is, I think even if it's Jake Cave, have someone mm-hmm. in place there where it's like, if you're make make Jake Cave the fourth outfielder. If it's Adam Jones or whatever, make the Twins kind of give up on him. Corey after Dickerson, signing. that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think the same. It's the same thing with the pitching rotation. This is. I know people are going to be up and arms. How could you have, you know, Gibson again? Gibson at this point literally is kind of league average, right? But I think you'd like to have him as your four or five rather yep, than two or three. That's where sure. he is at thirty-one, thirty-two. Have a younger guy come in and say, "You got to move Gibson to the bullpen. I'm better than him." And I think that's or just bump him down to number five. Right, exactly. I that's why I say you sign Gibson two years, twenty five million, and I don't know if that's in the ballpark of what he's looking that's for. It's so insane that a fifth starter makes that in the major league baseball. It is but, what it is, yeah. though. I mean, and and starting pitchers in that lower tier, you've got the Brett Andersons, the I, Corey Kluber if he gets his option bought out. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner I don't really think is in that upper tier anymore. Yeah, and Cole Hamels, who yeah. I think will probably retire with the Cubs, but there are some names in that middle tier that are intriguing, but do they want to go the route of trying to rebuild someone a la Martin Perez by signing Michael Waka, who's going to be a free agent from the Cardinals? Yeah. It's No, it's, this is why you trade Rosario, right? You're getting a surefire three if you trade for him. But, that was and, kind of your and the names I listed, and people didn't like them, but honestly, these guys each have something intriguing about their profiles that you would hope could be unlocked. Andrew Heaney, lefty. Mike Miner, pretty well proven. Chris Bassett is coming into his own in Oakland. He's, doesn't look perfect. Mike Voltanevich has incredible stuff. He shut down the Twins last month. Vince, or earlier this month, sorry. Vince Velasquez, big time, big time talent in Philly. That's just kind of gotten yo-yoed. Nick Pavetta, same kind of guy from Philly. Uh, Miles Mikolas from St. Louis. I don't know if they would move him, but he's a veteran guy, lots of control. He came over from overseas, kind of like Colby Lewis did. Anthony Desclafani from the Reds, who... I don't really know if they view him as part of their future in a big way, but might be maybe a little reluctant to to pair apart with him. Merrill Kelly from the Diamondbacks, Robbie Ray from the Diamondbacks, and then John Gray is kind of the one that stands out to me from the Rockies. I just think if you get him out of Colorado, he could be maybe not an ace, but definitely a number two. I, and those are just like the levels idea. of guys because you just kind of look at teams that maybe have a hole in the outfield. 
And you, Rosario could probably play wherever. You know, obviously, if you traded him for Heaney, he's not playing center field. But maybe he plays right and Justin Upton plays left and Trout plays center. That's a pretty good outfield. And they're going to want to find ways to support Mike Trout fairly cheaply while he's being paid. I mean, they're going to want to sign probably Garrett Cole. But if they sign Garrett Cole and Heaney gets bumped, they trade him for Rosario. It's a way of killing two birds with one stone. Where I feel is give Rosario the contract you think he's worth, knowing that his numbers are essentially the same as last year, although his home runs are up because of the ball, I would assume. Mm -hmm. I like his attitude. I like his clubhouse presence. He is the guy that came up with the Bombo thing, as you put in the article. If he asked for more, I think then, and it becomes risky because people know what his value is then, um, as in the Twins don't retain him, so they're trying to trade him. But uh, then I start shopping him. I, the the only hesitation I have is it goes back to the Kirilov thing. He should actually be able to beat out a Rosario, and that sounds insane to people, but he he's supposed to be this. You talked about a Joe Mauer esque hitter. Mm-hmm. Use the whole field patient guy, right? Kind of perfect. Been swing. a lot better in August too, just like Larnick has. Make him displace Rosario. Make say look. You, but here's the problem: if you wait too long in Rosario and his anything about him regresses, his OBP goes to Jonathan yeah, Scope levels. From. At this point, if he's viewed around the league as somebody who, you know, high power, doesn't have a much discipline, like Toronto has Randall Gritchick, who's like that. They gave him $50 million. You have to act while teams are still interested in guys that have a 305 on base percentage. And I should be clear. I think it's a it's reasonable. It's just, it is, I think I'm where a lot of people are that you're like, no way, right? He's been so important to the team. But that's the player you need to trade in order to get a pitcher, Max a good Ke- pitcher. Max Kepler has vastly outplayed him this year. You want to believe Byron Buxton is going to be healthy. If he's not, you move Kepler over. You have extra outfielders with Marwin and Cave and Lamont Wade, Lamont so, yeah. Wade, and and Luke Rayleigh. Someone mentioned Luke Rayleigh. Luke Rayleigh is an interesting problem. That's he's not, that's in the Dozier trade. Yeah, he's not that far away. He if was, Luke Rayleigh and Smelter are major league players, that is a phenomenal trade. Also, very similar to Rosario, you gave up a super popular player mm-hmm. at the right time. Yeah, I mean, granted, Rosario's got two years of control left after this, so you're not trading a guy who is a pending free agent. But that's why the value is more obvious. Whereas with Smeltzer, you're like, yeah, it's a smallish guy. You don't know if he'll ever throw hard. He's just, a, you know, yeah. might be a reliever, might be a lefty specialist. And Rayleigh was just kind of a corner guy who looked like he could be the next Chris Parmalee. And granted, Chris Parmalee was a pretty high caliber prospect at, at one point. He's a first round pick. Right. But those guys, those tweeners get stuck. They get, they get caught in the wash all the time. Yeah. But those are the chances you'll take. So I, I think they have enough pieces in the organization, or if they want to go out, Corey Dickerson, they want to go get Adam Jones, they want to go get... I don't think you're going to get someone like Yaziel Puig or that level. No, bring in people. You saw what Nelson Cruz did. Yeah. And I'd say to some extent Marwin. I think it's positive to have someone who's just kind of calm, you know? I think Adam Jones has the attitude they would want. I like Adam Jones a lot. I don't know that he can play anymore. Like but then maybe he's your fourth out, or maybe you release him midseason. It's a bummer. I, I mean, I think I'm. This is when I say release him midseason. That means Kirloff took that spot. That's right, the hope, but, but. I, I feel like so. Let's look at his. I mean, he started off really hot for Arizona. This is 14th big league season. He's 34, 89 OPS plus. He's hitting 267, 316, 427. It's pretty much his career numbers. But Arizona's a pretty big offensive place. But the Tory Hunter contract isn't going to be available for him to secure the bag this winter. Nobody's paying those guys 10, 12 million dollars, you know what I mean? So, I think you get him for 3 million dollars, he can be your fourth. You can send Jake Cave out, you can make these guys kind of shuffle him around. I mean, you get tied up in the idea that these roster spots are so like in cement or whatever. In cement and then if somebody would have told you in February that Tyler Duffy would have this many innings, or that Williams Astadio would be a big factor behind the plate early, or but that Rom- hurt. Romero was not right? right. Yeah. So I mean, lots of things happen. You can really be. You have to be flexible as a major league. They manage their roster deftly. They do a really good job of moving pieces around. I think he was. I think he's viewed as a good clubhouse guy. That's probably why he'd be my choice. I also think right-handed bat just gives you a different look. I'm not sure though that he's got big splits or anything. I'd have to go kind of dig in. But he's just a decent player. I think he's a good clubhouse guy, and I think he'd be the kind of guy that 
you could easily say, look, Alex Kirilov sitting 400 at Pensacola or Rochester. I mean, if they if they don't have him skip Pen, uh, Rochester, which is I, possible. I would, yeah, I'd put him in Rochester, but maybe. I mean, I, I know guys come up from Double A. I just we've also seen guys struggle in that. First that's the level bit. of prospect that he is, though. He's he's the caliber he skip, prospect yep. that could skip. So I I haven't caught as much flack as I thought I would. But yeah, so I'm like, you know, the, there's ready-made replacements who aren't far off. I know, and, and people may be there. People may be like, they love Rosario, but mm-hmm. they want pitchers. <laughs> and, and he is about to it. get kind of expensive. Like I said, I mean, twenty million over the next two years is small potatoes. But if you can turn that money into a Jose Barrios extension, and people, I know if you say that on Twitter, someone will be like, "Well, he's been so bad." No, you ha- it's the cares? same thing as with Boston. You have to have those two players, I think. But yeah, somebody said that Buxton was overrated, and that JK- was it. Justin Bailey, no, <laughs> Justin Bailey, who's swigged. Justin, where are we at in terms of the red dog? Yeah, can and we get the a progress claw? report? Yeah. I'm almost done. Almost done with the red dog. Woof. And then uh halfway through the white claw. Yeah. Justin Bailey enjoying red dog more than white claw. We should have brought bear claws too. I mean, just bear really, claw. really Justin really Bailey is down at that. Bear down. We gotta wrap yeah. up before people think we all yeah, have no a kidding. problem. So let's go over some Minnesota Twins angst levels <laughs> before we go. And then we'll do a stand up yeah, routine yep. so that this Studio is ready for side to come. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll do a quick stand-up YouTube video so that people can see us drinking these Red Dogs for actual proof that we're not just cracking sodas and then pretending to drink them. Uh, trust me, we're not. No, if our takes have proven anything, it's that. Oof, I've had multiple old Tom bad brain moments. Justin Bailey, deep swig of the. Right now, cup. you are like hallucinating. I'm sorry. Red Dogs, like I thought that was Kevin. Just <laughs> hallucinating little Red Dogs out in the hallway. So, what was that? It was a red dog. <laughs> so low light images says his angst level is one. Not worried at all. I think that's Scott Rockfam. So Sean Martins, a recent follower, a recent commitment to the bit, says hopeful but expecting disappointment. So he'll go with sixty nine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dave Borton at Bold Java, that kind of guy, says fifteen. Then he looks around. Admittedly, I am a baseball fan first and a Twins fan second. I have seen some phenomenal ball this year and fully expect that to continue with the lads who are in the wings. Starters need attention, but let's see what the winter brings. Wow. Remarkably level-headed. Good job. Yeah. We need to go back to Reddit. <laughs> no angst, says Brandon Walzer. They will play whatever ball and going to enjoy the ride. This is this is a new Twitter. Yeah. yeah. It's boring. I, I must, the, the net must be working. <laughs> Matthew Ebnett says 35 to 40 tops. You couldn't really ask the front office to do a better job acquiring arms to help now while also keeping the future intact. My man, he's been reading my stuff. People need to quit acting like the twins window is closing. It's just starting to prop open now. This season is not World Series. We, got, we got people. We should do a call in. Hey, These people are going to be re- Holy, People, people thought the Brewers window was opening last year and it is. <laughs> Justin Bay. It is God, closing yeah, quickly. They could, they, could smell, they could smell that window opening and it was bad. <laughs> so, so Matthew actually had a three tweet chain. He also says, not only that, but Hildy is showing some promise again. And Duran, Gratterall, Kalina, and Alcala all possibly getting looks. The pen is looking solid. Then the rotation, but if we can count on Pineda to pitch well and Odo Gibson to pitch average, then they're set for a deep run. Then there's obviously the worries Oof. about... This is on a scroll, I think. <laughs> all, all great points, though, and thank you. I Hopefully he's listening. Then there's obviously the worries about Berrios and him running out of gas. While the worrying is warranted, maybe a 10-day IL stint could help a bit. And I haven't mentioned the offense. Offense, that's the only thing you haven't mentioned, buddy. But with the return of Button, oh, Buxton, and Cave's hot streak, there isn't much to worry about. I on Brios, I wrote about him. I, I could go either I, sorry, way. I, I, didn't, I didn't breathe while I was doing that. I don't, I'm not set to talk that long. Um, it could be mechanics for Buxton. He was he struggled in the whole like second half before. Now it's really been in August. If it's not, I mean, I don't know what you do because you kind of applaud no, him. You're for, worried about Buxton when he comes back? No, no, I'm sorry. Brios, this is Red Dog ruining oh. my brain. Uh, red Dog turned into a dead. No, 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 I think Buxton's gonna be fine. Um, and he could be back for that Chicago series. We don't know yet, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they called up Dobnak or Dobnak, but there's still a very real possibility that Cave goes back down. Yeah, on Tuesday, which would be crazy. It'd be too bad, but he's it, been so good. You have yeah. roster limits for a reason. I mean, yeah. it, it is and, what it is. No, with Burrio, sorry, it could be mechanical. So we'll see what West 
Johnson, the, the pitching coach does with him. And I, his velo is back up. Um, and like I said, his stuff is great when it's going, when it's not, it's really vulnerable. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I mean that, that it's a horrible, the curveball is horrible when it's bad. Um, when he threw four in a row to Ronnie Rodriguez and the last one was, and that was a location issue. I'm saying the shape of it can get well, bad. I asked get, Rocco, but I think, I feel like he got a little bit upset with me. Like Rocco does not love talking about this. Uh, we've pressed him on it a little bit and it's because he's a star player. You can't, you need him. I mean, you do. But I, I wasn't trying to second guess Rocco either. I said, you know, he threw four curveballs in a row. The first one got him to spin out. And the third one he swung at that was two feet off the plate, but he came back with a curve that he hung. And I said, do you sense that's him not wanting to get beat on like his third best pitch? Or, you know, what did you see about how those pitches were called? Basically, I said, you know, you'll you'll hear a guy give up a home run on his fastball and they'll say, oh, you got beat on your third best pitch. He threw his best pitch and it just got hit. Yeah. I think, and I, I don't think Rocco was actually upset. And all the other reporters said it was a good question, but I just didn't want to make him mad. And but at the same time, no, he just he wants to stand up for his guy, mm-hmm. and and it, Rocco also know, know, knows you need Brios to be good down yep. the stretch yep. here. That's where they're at. Drew says twenty eight because series still doesn't know when the next Twins World Series game is scheduled. Fair point. <laughs> Kyle Edelbrock says zero. It's a game. I really like that too. Travis Holes says nineteen point five. Concerned, sure, but feel pretty good. Mudsill Free Soil. I don't know what that is. <laughs> has a picture of Alfred E. Newman saying, "What me worry." And then TH says 10. Stud arms hopefully on their way. Been a fun season, and the next month plus should be great too. Healthy Buxton, let's go. Hey, that's all we got. So for Justin, who provided the red dog today and downed his first white claw. Is it gone? It's mostly gone. It's mostly gone. So we're going to make him finish it during our- This man who has not had food yet today. During our video. So for Justin, the red dog himself- He's turning red, yeah. That's a side effect. I'm wearing a sweatshirt out of pants. Yeah, it's like 90 degrees. Yeah, we need to open that For Tom Schreier at T-Schreier3 on Twitter. I don't know if I said Bailey's at I am Justin Bailey. This is Brandon Warren signing off saying thank you for checking us out. Tune in next time for an all-new edition of Midwest Swing. Tom should be back from Chicago by then. Yep. Part of the Zone Coverage Podcast Network. Rock over London. Rock on, Chicago. Chicago.